Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp here for the Fightful Money in the Bank post-show podcast. It is June 18th. For those of you who haven't checked out our other weekend podcasts, myself and Showdown Joe had one yesterday afternoon covering UFC Singapore. Holly Holm evaporated Betch Kohea's face with a head kick and subsequent punch. That was super cool. Also, uh, Carlos Toro and Steve Muehlhausen brought you the Andre Ward Sergey Kovalev to post show. Also, I had a breaking news podcast last week. Obviously, we've had some more information since then. Conor McGregor, Floyd Mayweather announced. Keep it locked at Fightful.com. We're going to have all your coverage leading up to that, including uh, live coverage of the August 26th fight and a post show podcast, of course. Programming note for you MMA fans. Of course, we're bringing you uh, the Holy Smokes MMA podcast on Tuesday. I'll have a phone interview with Bellator champion Michael Chandler before this weekend's big fight on pay-per-view. But also, uh, this Sunday, we're bringing you a post-show of the UFC Oklahoma City card. Uh, we won't be coming to you live after the Bellator show. Instead, we're going to cover both of those Sunday night. But tonight is Money in the Bank, and this is going to be one hell of a show. I am joined by Fightful.com's Anna Bauert, host of Most Ridiculous. I get the feeling she got some content this evening. Anna. Um, a little bit. Just a little bit. A few things happened. One thing yeah, happened that I never yeah. want to see again, though, is AJ Styles dangling from that freaking briefcase. He's got no chill, that guy. Also, Jeff Hawkins. Jeff, you can see him on our Tuesday post-Smackdown show, also over on Shake Them Ropes. Jeffrey, how you doing? I think I'm probably going to be – in the midst of a three-on-one beatdown here when it comes to this women's match. Maybe I'm not. fairly certain of it. Maybe okay. not. Okay. But what do you care? You're going you're gonna to get a role as a John Cena lookalike in this commercial in a couple weeks, right? No. <laughs> it's non-union. I, I go and apply, so. <laughs> Damn. Also, Alex Pawlowski. He is Fightful.com associate editor. Happy Father's Day, Alex. Thank you, Sean. I appreciate that. It was much more sincere than Jeff Hawkins' Happy Father's Day. Hey, Jeff. 
sure you all know, Jeff volunteered to do this show. He's not getting paid for this show, and boy, he lets it known right out of the gate, doesn't he? Uh, he's getting buried right out of the gate. <laughs> he lets us. He lets the world know. I'm volunteering. I'm not getting paid. Me. <laughs> God. Volunteering okay, to get so- buried. <laughs> Before we jump into. Uh, this show, obviously, happy Father's Day to Jimmy Van, to Steve Muehlhausen, Showdown Joe, any other fathers we have over at Fightful.com, even even Vince Russo and Matt Riddle. Happy Father's Day to those those two as well, any extended family of, of Fightful.com. But a couple programming notes for this week as well. The list and your boy will be on Thursday. I want to, instead of Wednesday this week, I want to thank you guys. Already, after three or four days, this week's episode is like in our top 15 podcasts we've ever done. So that's pretty cool to have that in just a couple days. Uh, also, I will be starting a new series on Fridays, which takes a look at some of the most entertaining squash matches that I've ever seen. I'm just going to cover people getting the absolute shit beaten out of them. And I'm super excited for that. Jeff, as you know, I mentioned the. I was asked you about the Coco Beware Patriot match, <laughs> and boy, yes, is that a doozy? That's that's actually, I think that's Del Wilkes' first match, possibly on on TV of any kind of Coco Beware. Was, was that Del Wilkes? Yeah, that's Del Wilkes. That's the Patriot. I thought it was a bootleg Patriot. No, 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 that's Del Wilkes. Oh man, I got to talk to him then. <laughs> I'm going to interview him before that one goes live. Okay, money in the bank. How how do I follow that up without opening up this can of worms? It's going to crawl up each of my uh, respective co-hosts' asses. Well, we started off with the hype bros and the colognes. We'll talk about that. That was not a good match, but Anna, I liked hearing Zack Ryder get that type of reaction after being out for so long. Yeah. It was fantastic to see him back. You could actually see that him and Mojo were both literally buzzing of how excited they were. Um, it was that aside, it was really interesting to see what Mojo would do, where he would sit on the hype scale, given in recent weeks we've had the more subdued um, adult Mojo. And then it's and started, more tolerable Mojo at that. Yeah, he's been fantastic. And then it started to slowly creep back up the scale. Um, but it's going to be very interesting to see where they go with both of them in this regard. But I thought. It was just a great match to see Zach back. Jeff, uh, I did not enjoy this match in any way, shape, or form. I thought it was pretty turdy. Well, what did you make of Ryder's in-ring return, the reformed team here, uh, that, think, that whole situation? I think Ryder himself looks good. I think it's ridiculous to have Mojo yell, he ain't hype, three times. Uh, I know they like doing the the, the, the repetitive motion for – Sing along. Uh, actually, the one note I had about this is I'm worried about Zack Ryder's knee. Now, the way he landed after that thing on on a surgically repaired knee, and I don't think he's tried it out that way on that move just yet. I I, I mean, I, I I wouldn't be surprised if he re-injured this thing. He was holding it. Yeah. Alex, you think we got any possibility of – now, I, I haven't asked or anything. We haven't asked. There, we don't have any information. This is speculation. Think maybe he heard it again. I mean, it's always possible, but um, I do remember he tweeted out that he 
while he was doing his uh, performance center uh, work in the ring, getting back, that he did his first hype writer back from injury to Oni Lorkin, uh, who was, was the guy who took it. So big ups to Oni for taking one for the team, taking the uh, jumping crotch to the face move. Uh, but, I mean, who knows? He could have just been selling the injured knee like they always do. Whoever's back from an injured knee always sells it as though it just came off the surgical table for the next six mm. months. Mm. So maybe it's just that. Um, yeah, whatever you want to say about Mojo Rawley, the crowd loves this dude. Like, yes, it is stupid that he say, says that the same guy isn't hype three times. But the crowd <laughs> loves it. And, I mean, really, when you're in this spot as a – super high energy, lower mid card tag team. That's what you need. You need the crowd to like get up for all your matches and they love these guys. And, you know, I mean, it's a really good feel good story for, for Zach to be back. Um, I'm happy for him um, that he looks like he hasn't missed a step. The big thing about these guys that I love the most is that I love that they still say, Hey, we're still owed that, uh, that shot at the titles. I think that's great. I think that's that's very cool. It's, it's not heelish at all. It's like, listen, we got a shot. Just because I got injured doesn't mean that shot's out there. Let, These days, that's more baby faceish. I mean, yeah. I see that as more of a baby face move because they're not insulting my my intelligence. Uh, yeah. My sure. question is, do you think that Vince McMahon's back there and he's like, God damn it, pal. You make sure that they know that they ain't hype. Three times. <laughs> like yes. Bowser. Yeah, yes. probably. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. So uh, here, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to skip the women's ladder match for a moment. We're going to build to that. that We're going to build to that while we still accumulate people in the chat. Uh, goddamn, Dasha Fuentes needs a new role. This set up uh, Talana's interview, Alex, was all kinds of duty. What was the, um, the these highly, highly, highly ranked? Uh, what was the thing that you said about Naomi? There was a ranking system that I was that I was not aware of. Is this, was she number one in the coaches' poll this week? I didn't understand what that was. Uh, but yeah, I don't. It's not. It's also not doing the uh, social media lounge because that was painfully awkward with her and the Usos in the, in the pre-show. Like I, I, this poor. I don't know. I don't know. I want to see tape of her doing good somewhere else that they were like hey let's bring her in because i don't i've never seen it while she's been in wwe and i want i root for her to succeed but i i I don't know what that is now uh we'll get back to the dasha thing if you all want to throw add in anything we had uh the fashion files the attackers are going to reveal themselves later in the show and they do it's the ascension jeffrey Yes. As I as I tweeted, the wrestling equivalent of whiskey dick. And I've never drank. Um okay. Uh let, let's go with the positives first. I thought uh I thought that uh I thought that the Miami Vice parody spot on. I really liked a lot about that, especially the uh shout outs to Paulie and various old other uh wrestlers. The Ascension, I was thinking it was going to be a red herring. I was watching that going, this is not the real team. And I thought for sure American Alpha was coming out. I thought for sure American Alpha was coming out to jump them after the match. And uh, I was wrong. They just went straight ahead, give Brizongo the win, get him over with the crowd. Anna, you have been 
a strong proponent of Brizongo. Hey, they're getting the wins you wanted. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it would have been it would have been just that next thing if they lost to the Ascension after everything. <laughs> it's just the only note I took for this match was it is the Ascension. It's like this huge build-up to a wedding day and then the bride steps out and she's wearing shit, like literally just covered in shit and that's it. I'm not calling the Ascension shit. They are, you know, they do what they do well. Are you calling them brides? Yeah, I'm calling them brides. That's exactly my point. It's all this build-up, weeks and weeks. Fashion Files has been fantastic. It's been so funny. And I really hope this isn't the end of that because they've now hit the 80s and the, this is this is my territory. But it was just such a letdown. Like, you really can't. Why, where is American Alpha? Where are they? There has to be some sort of eventual payoff here. I, I got to imagine that's the direction they're going. Listen, they, they could very easily have American Alpha attack them on Tuesday on the SmackDown show because it's just – why not? Because everything else tonight was kind of like, what? Like the the, the 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 Miami Vice thing was great, and and like the them in the videotape where they were like you know shrouded and they had their voices changed. It was awesome. And then the Ascension comes out, and it's like the l- most unsatisfying possible way to end this great storyline you're doing with the Fashion Files is to have just it just be the Ascension. Like not, not, it doesn't have to be American Alpha. It has to be anybody other than the Ascension. Anyone else? I don't. Could have been the Headbangers. I don't care, but it can't be the Ascension. <laughs> it just can't. But it was because it because it is because it's tonight. Joe Jossa on our YouTube chat says, "Fashion Police should should permanently be in the '80s Vice mode and get a new retro synth wave theme song. That would be yes. incredible. Yes, That'd be awesome." That would almost make By the way, guys, Anna's latest, most ridiculous drop this morning. Head over to Fightful.com. It's on the sidebar. Check it out. Also, we had New Day defeating the Usos via countout. Uh, early on, we see Kofi get suplexed into the ring post. Kofi lands like his own version of that Trevor Lee stomp that we see so often out of him. Big E brings back the YOLO dive. Don't know how I feel about that. Mm-hmm. These teams fit together really, really well. There was a botched big ending spot right after I added that to my notes, and there was a second missed three count uh, because uh, a ref missed one in the the Hype Bros match as well. Kofi Kingston's offense, he's like, ah, let me break my ankle real bad and then do a bunch of new moves. Okay. He looked really, really good. The Usos got themselves counted out. This was really good, fast-paced stuff, in my opinion. I feel like they had to do this finish, not the best finish, but if you want to get a second match out of this, you pretty much have to do this because, well, I mean, you could always do New Day winning and then the Usos get the rematch, but I think that's a little early. But Anna, what did you think about Kobe Kingston back in the ring, this match, and the finish? Because as we'll find out later, this wasn't the first unusual finish of the night. No, that seemed to be the theme of the entire show. Uh, Kofi has some of his submission moves and his counters were fantastic. There was one point though where he was just getting demolished in the corner, and I was just like, "Guys, come on! He's just come back. Please don't do this to us." Um, he's looking fantastic though. I really enjoyed this, and I know people were up in arms about the ending, and I think it was just because it came straight after the women's match, and people were 
from what I saw on my Twitter feed, people were distracted for the majority of this match anyway, um, which was a shame because it was actually really good. I didn't mind the ending at all. It proves that New Day got to the Usos. Their day one ain't that H. It's going somewhere. And it, you know, New Day could have gotten that win and then it's just like another generic finish and another generic feud. This is something. This is something different and specific to them. So I'm, I'm happy with this. Alex, what are the odds Big E ends his career on one of those YOLO dives? I'd say 32%. Thirty-two percent. Solid. I mean, so I, I don't want to give it too high, but but honestly, like all it's going to take is him landing on that thing wrong, and he's going to be out for a long, long time. And then maybe he just says, "You know what? I can't come back from that. I'm never going to be the same." So he hangs it up. Um, a Yolo dive is a lot of fun to watch, and every time I go, ah, you know, I don't. I, it looks like it could really be bad. Um, uh, these guys could be great together. They could. Uh, and they were for much of this match. Um, but a lot of it just, it built toward this. There were a couple of weird, like you said, blown three count spots. Um, that one thing where at no fault of their, really no right. fault of their own. I mean, sure. um, but again, but it added to the frustration of the match for me watching it. Sure. Um, and then that, that blown thing. Well, let's where, not pretend you didn't go into this a little pissy. Uh, it's, it's true. Like, honestly, like it was, a, it was the absolute worst time for me to watch this match dealing with what had happened just prior, but we'll get to that. Okay. It sounds like somebody <laughs> broke into your home and punched your child, Alex. I, I will give the backstory for why it affected me so much when we talk about it. Anyway, look, the, the Uso spot, whichever one overshot the big ending catch. It was just one of those things where like there needed to be another way out of that. Cause like that Uso helping himself back up onto big E's shoulder is the most obvious Thing it reminded me of that blown tombstone thing between yes. Reigns and Undertaker at Mania. It just makes me go, well, now, now, nothing that happens after this, I can't trust any of you because now it's obviously fake. And I don't like, yeah. like, like, there's no way anyone's suspension of disbelief could be fooled by that. So that kind of you know hurts the ending. And when they just took a powder and left, it just it didn't feel like it was building to that being the ending. Like the Osos haven't had that as part of they're not chicken shit heels. That that's never been a thing that they've they've done. So it's kind of a new thing, which I guess is fine if that's what New Day did to them, but it just felt weird. The whole thing felt weird. Jeff, anything to add? This is probably my favorite WWE tag team match on the main roster up until that 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 spot. Um with you, man. <laughs> I really, Good really stuff. liked this a lot. This was really great. It was really heated. It felt like a rivalry. Um, and I forgave the spot more than most people, to be honest with you. I, I I don't like that they can't improvise after a blown spot and they and the whole dynamic is do it again because otherwise we lose our place in the match or or whatever it is that, that makes I, them I, I'm this. okay with blown spots. Sometimes fights are, are ugly. Fine. Yes, I, that, that's the reason I am fine with this spot is because if you are giving it all out and you're trying something, then yeah, sometimes every spot's not going to land clean. It's not going to be the perfect little dance choreography you want it to be. So I forgave it because I was so into the match at the time, and I thought the ending was perfect because, yes, I knew that they were going to be setting this up for a longer feud. I didn't mind that it wasn't a clean finish. I liked that the Usos turned tail and ran to protect their titles. Sometimes heels have to do that, so I was perfectly okay yeah, with it. 
I'm with all of you on the, the, I hate the resetting of the same move. Just pick him up, put him on your shoulder. Mm -hmm. Not that big of a deal. Mm -hmm. Not that big of a deal. Um, Just to add on to what Alex was saying about they've never seen, he's never seen the Usos do this kind of chicken shit thing before. That's what's beautiful about this because it's, they haven't faced a new day in a long time and they haven't faced a new day like this in this position. So I think it's it's perfect. Yeah. It's perfect for this feud. I'll add another layer have, to it. I had to do chicken shit things at all because they were out there intimidating Brizongo. So I like seeing this exactly. range of character. Yeah, exactly. They're coming off as tough guys. We're the big guys in the yard. We're the t- oh, this is the Uso penitentiary, and then they run. I mean, it's the it's, perfect it's our cousin's yard, but we're allowed to hang out in it. Yeah. <laughs> um, can I make a, 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 a one quick one quick uh, observation um, that prison rape jokes aren't funny? No. Mm. Mm. American all- History X rape scene was the first movie scene I ever watched where, like, in my mind, I was like, oh. Nope. Like, the first movie scene that really made me uncomfortable was was, well, several of them in that movie. Mike Bennett and Maria Kanellis debut, <laughs> but Mike has taken Maria's name. Now, uh, I like ever since I've heard about Mike Bennett coming to WWE, I've been like, ugh, I don't care about value time, Bobby Roode, but I'm going to applaud WWE for doing something completely different with Mike Bennett. This is this is largely like I did that fightful books at uh, last. I think last month on Aiden English, this was virtually what I wanted out of Aiden English. But I mean, if you got Mike Bennett and you got Maria right there, this could be, this could be different. It could be fun. Um, I really hate to give the term any use, but Jeff, are they running a cuck angle with Mike Bennett? That's what I tweeted. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, they are. And this this gimmick is. Uh, I don't know. Maria can get heat. I don't know if Mike Bennett's going to be getting heat because of it. That's that's the thing that worries yeah. me. You know what's odd is I have a friend who actually did take uh, or he hi- took the hyphenated name of him and his wife uh, when they no. got married. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't know. It, 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 when, when he said I'm Mike Canals, I just went, oh. Oh, they're going yeah. that way. Okay. <laughs> huh. Hmm. Yeah. I, I look it, it, for what it is. I, Cause I don't think Mike Bennett is higher than intercontinental championship material at best or us title at best for a run. Uh, it'll be interesting to see where it goes. I'll put it that way. I got a lot of guys who wrestle that kind of style and like, yeah, I just know that when Bobby Roode gets called up, it's like going to be to SmackDown, and it's going to be another guy. Like they're going to have like seven guys on the heel side who work the same exact way. Yeah, they work very Alex, clean, but it's nothing spectacular. Nothing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a, a style that may have killed pay per view for WWE, honestly, <laughs> uh, because they they ran it in their main events for a very very long time. Alex, I see you foaming at the mouth for this one. Listen, um, they already can't get Ty Dillinger and Luke Harper on TV. Do we really need Mike Bennett Canellis? Like, I, like, do we? I don't like, know. I, I mean, it's two hours that they're that they're they're they have 
all constantly they 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 have these full two hour shows that don't have these guys on it that the crowd loves that that I want to see wrestle. I, I'm but I, I want to see those guys I named and American Alpha and hell a whole bunch of other people on the SmackDown roster before I want to see Mike Bennett do anything. Well, I want to see. I want to see Maria Kanellis. I think she's great. I think she's a see lot of fun. James Ellsworth like struggling to make their women happier than the other one. That's what I want to see. Uh, Anna, is this doing anything for you, Mike Bennett, Maria? Very little do we know about them. Uh, Maria came out and talked really slowly. Look, they came out and it's my immediate reaction was, what the shit is this? Um, by the end of the promo, I wanted to punch both of them in the throat. So I guess that was a job well done. And I'm interested to see where they go with this. I think it could be very entertaining. My only reservation is you can just scream, hear Vince McMahon screaming like, oh, it's funny. He's taken her last name. I don't give a, I don't give a fuck if someone takes someone else's last name or not. I don't even a lot know of people if people do, Anna. But they shouldn't because it's not it's like who cares? It's a freaking name. Do. Who cares? I don't even know if my sister-in-law has my same I don't care. But you yeah, can but keep it's a man saying if like oh this is hilarious. Time machine, it's fair play. What? You've never seen Hot Tub Time Machine and no, you're criticizing seen, okay. my taste in movies? I have seen Hot Tub Time Machine. What did you just say? I said it's sure. a game in Hot Tub Time Machine, so it's fair game. Course. Oh. I'm so time. glad that you yeah. that you reiterated that. I will say um, that I I do I'm love their, their theme music is great. Yeah, and because that came out straight after Fashion Files, I was like, is this where yeah. they're going with Brizango? <laughs> I was like, damn, they're rushing Brizango out to the ring for this shit. They're uh, good resolution yeah. for this angle. No, it wasn't. They have the the Britney Spears mics that are right there. Like, it makes me think they're doing like a motivational speaking type of gimmick about love. Well, I'm going to educate you about what love really is. It's they might. a really odd, weird thing. Like, honestly, who knows? But it's one of those things of, like, again, there's so much to be put on SmackDown, and you've just given us more stuff. It's, uh, there's a third hour out there somewhere <laughs> that, that, could, that could be really great. The, but the, then you get less Roman Reigns. Why would you want to do that? Yeah, it's true. <laughs> We also get a cool legend segment that gets a lot of big pops from the crowd. Pretty outstanding stuff. Uh, Jeff, you're old. Talk about him. <laughs> wow. Thanks. Well, it's odd because most of them were uh, AWA legends out of Minnesota more than St. Louis, to be honest with you. So that's cool. But, you know, you had uh, Larry the Axe Hennig, of course, Kurt. Hennig's father, Mr. Perfect. Greg Gagne, former one half of the tag team champions in the AWA, also the son of the promoter, Vern Gagne in Minnesota. Baron Von Raschke, uh, mainstay, typical German Nazi heel turned baby face, which was odd in its own right, but uh, ended his career in the uh, Crockett promotion in the Carolina, so he is part of my uh, youth. Let's see. Sergeant Slaughter. I think everybody kind of knows who Sergeant Slaughter is if you don't. Um, AWA mainstay, Crockett mainstay for a while, came to the WWF, became an Iraqi turncoat, beat Hogan for the, or yeah, beat Hogan for the title. Uh, or did he beat, no, he beat the uh, Ultimate Warrior for the title and then lost to Hogan, I think it was. And then uh, Bob Orton, of course, uh, Randy's dad. And uh, who am I? Oh, Ric Flair. Who is Ric Flair? Yeah. Who is the greatest who ever lived? 
Great ovations for these guys. I really like that. That made me very happy. Mm-hmm. Now it's time for the real main event of this podcast, guys. Like one day, one day, Alex's daughter is going to be struggling to reach up on the counter and get a cookie. James Ellsworth's going to kick in the door, grab that cookie, drop it to Alex's daughter, and he's going to go, now I get it. Now I understand, and I'm okay with it. But that ain't tonight, you guys. No. That is not going to be tonight. No. Carmella defeated Tamina, Becky Lynch, Charlotte, and Natalia. We get a video package after the entrances. So I would imagine it was maybe a little awkward standing there against people you're about to hit with a ladder and watching this video. We had a lot of people who were upset it didn't feature Sherry, a lot of people that were upset it didn't feature China. I was I didn't have as much of a problem with it not featuring China. She didn't really have a storied history as it pertained to the women's division. Sherry, maybe a little bit more. Um, Charlotte's fake tan is absolutely fucking crazy. Why? Uh, early on, Tamina dominates. Still can't do a t- Samoan drop right. Looks like a tree being chopped down. Later on, she missed a cue, getting hit with a ladder. <laughs> it's funny that I tweeted this uh, in the middle of the match. Alex, you're probably the only one who will understand. James Ellsworth is the Jose Altuve of the WWE. He is. He is a four-time All-Star who has the best contract you could possibly have for a team. That is James Ellsworth. Uh, Carmella's gear, I thought, looked really awesome. If Carmella's character got to pick out her gear, that is exactly the gear that she would pick. Also thought it was kind of cool, like how she walked in the middle of the ladder. Uh, There were a couple of rough spots where she tried to lean the ladder back up. That was perfect. (laughs) But it was hitting her face. And then Charlotte missed her by a mile on a boot. Speaking of Charlotte... She hit basically a sparkle splash tope to the outside in a badass spot. We get some Ellsworth and Becky continuity. Ellsworth climbs up. He gets the briefcase. Throws it to Carmella. There's some banter between the refs. Are we letting this happen? What's going on? They really milk it. Roll outside, James Ellsworth announces Carmella as the winner, and they're just like, yeah, okay. (laughs) Shit, why not? Anna, I'm giving you the first crack at this. It's it's excellent for the story because this has now lit a huge fire under all their asses. This is essentially a different version of if Lana had won the title. Um, and I have absolutely no problem with that. I think it's it's going to be awesome. And even the fact that she came out threatening to cash it in during the championship match and then was like, nah, actually, I'm not going to. That's just, it's setting up what we're about to get from her and Ellsworth, and I'm, I'm so looking forward to that. And I have no doubt that there is real heat backstage because of all this. There should be. Um, but storyline, it's awesome. It's unfortunate that they did this in the first ever women's ladder match. Uh, money in the bank match as you know on top of that and that I think is where people got really upset that's where people were threatening to cancel the subscription honestly I'm it's shit it's shit for those reasons um I'm just trying to focus on storyline because I think they can do a lot of good with this 
But at the end of the day, are you, it's WWE. Are you really surprised that they did this? I, I'm sorry, but after after doing this job for the last however, however long and having to dissect this stuff in certain ways, I don't really have a high standard for them in terms of living up to this stuff. Um, and that's that sucks. It sucks that I'm now sitting in this place of like, well, what else do you expect? But I don't know. It is what it is. And there's tons of other wrestling out there um, that do this better. Um, that should definitely get a look in from people, especially if you're dissatisfied with what they're doing. If I had more time, I'd love to start watching Progress. I'd love to start watching Ring of Honor, all the other um, all the other stuff. And hopefully, I do get a chance to do that you don't soon. Want to watch Ring of Honor's women's wrestling? No, oh, I was I'm interested anyway. But it's my point is, it's WWE. Um, so for the sake of storyline, this is great. What are you saying, Sean? You don't want to see Mandy Leon in a ladder match? Mandy Leone is an angel. She is a wonderful woman. I'm not a fan of the of many of the women of honor matches, but that that's neither here nor there. Uh, that is not targeting Mandy or anybody else, by the no, way, guys. So no. don't don't hate mail me, Alex. Me. Your turn. Okay, so um, <laughs> my parents don't respect what I do. They've never watched wrestling. They don't. <laughs> they don't like it. My my mom hates it. Are you it. cutting Mike Tanellis' first promo? I'm not. I'm, not. Uh, I'm being deadly serious here. I explained to, to my mom tonight for 20 minutes what an amazing thing was going to happen at the first ever women's money. I, I tried to explain to her 10 years ago they were having pudding matches. Okay? <laughs> and now these women actually get to do this really amazing first ever Money in the Bank ladder match. I explained to her what it was, the significance of it. I showed her all the videos that they showed over the course of the week of these of these other women who don't get a chance to be in it, talking about how inspiring it is, how they wish they had a shot at it. It's really cool. They're really happy for these women who are going to be in it, all that stuff. And what happens? In the very first ever women's Money in the Bank match, a man climbed the ladder and got the briefcase. Does that, like... Honestly, if this was the third ever or even the second ever, I would not be nearly as upset as I am about this. But they built this thing up over weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks as this monumental thing for women. In the women's revolution, in WWE, we don't do that kind of stuff anymore. This is what we do now. And a man climbed the ladder. He didn't just push over the ladder while somebody else was on it. And then Carmella climbed up, which would have also been okay. The actual visual of a man having to climb the ladder because his woman couldn't do it because she was in a heap at the bottom of it, and then he drops it down to her is not the visual that you want to be promoting to young female fans who are saying, I I know I can do anything the boys can do, and I'm going to see that tonight. Like, my daughter's five months old. She doesn't actually know anything about it. But if she had been five and we had been waiting for this match to, for, for weeks and this is what she saw, like, how do I defend that to her? I mean, maybe I'm just being a social justice warrior or a feminazi. I don't know. What, what are the words for me? Am I being a cuck too because I'm, I'm worried about how they're presenting the, the actual uh, female wrestling to, to their younger fans? Maybe I am, but... I guess I'm being oversensitive today because it's Father's Day. 
Were you mad when Lita entered the first TLC match and started to mix it up with the dudes? I mean, no, because the context was completely different. Was it? I mean, had she yeah. went up there and grabbed the titles, would you have been pissed? Um, I don't know, but she, she tried. But 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 she, but she didn't. But that wasn't the story that they told. They deliberately chose to have a. Anna, go ahead. Sorry, sorry, Alex. It's a different precedence as well, though, because this this is something that the women have been fighting for. You know, like Alex said, went from matches and panties to like this is legitimate wrestling now. Um, and for Lita to have entered entered the first match, it's not. It's just it's a different. It's a different setup. You can't compare them. I think the only, their only saving grace is. James Ellsworth, this character, this relationship with Carmella has been set up for a while now. So it's not completely out of the question that he would have done this. Um, it's not a ginger situation in that all of a sudden they paired these two together a week ago and then now he's up there. Um, and the other saving grace is the women did a pretty damn good job in the lead up to this happening. And the only reason that he had the opportunity to climb the ladder was because they'd all demolished each other. So that is something that is something that WWE and well specifically those women can be very proud of because they put on a damn good show. It's just unfortunate it ended like this for the sake of yeah, you know. Yeah, not how I would have ended the match uh for sure. And as as you mentioned Alex, had this been the second or third match, I probably would have been more okay with it. I'm going to reserve my judgment until probably at least Tuesday because immediately after this I was excited about this Tuesday SmackDown. This Tuesday SmackDown, which over the last five or six weeks has had some of the worst numbers that they have ever had. And apparently they're going to lean on this to hopefully kind of uh, maybe nudge those up. Carmella got a ton of heat after this and when she came out later. So, so there is that. It keeps everybody in this match relevant through at least Tuesday because I – can't see a Tamina if she loses this match. What's happening with her? Probably nothing. I, I couldn't imagine that anyway. Not my choice of, of how I would book this, but come Tuesday, this could be the best or the worst storyline like of all time. Like I don't even know how it'll go. Just thought that was a little weird. It, it opens up a lot of things as it pertains to storyline, and we, and we saw that play out uh, in – the Naomi Lana match, but it's, it's weird. It's almost like, like troll culture personified. I say that a lot about how WWE almost books to troll now. Like that's the way they get heat is by trolling because that's the way a lot of people get heat. Now It's just by trolling people because you see the crowd and they're going, yes, yes, yes. As James Ellsworth climbs up. Then when he unlatches that briefcase, they go, what the fuck is this? What is this shit? Why would you do this? Well, you were just chanting yes, yes, yes. You thought it was real cute and funny. Then it happened. And I saw a lot of people that say that tweeted me and said, I love it. This is going to piss so many people off. <laughs> what? What? And I, there's a lot of this stuff. There was a lot of it with the Jinder Mahal thing, too. A lot of people liked it because it was so out of left field that it didn't make any sense. Like, Bray Wyatt is not an agent of chaos compared to some of the fucking fans 
that I have tweeting me on a daily basis. It's 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 really weird. I, I got to say this though, I'm thrilled that we are in a position right now where people give enough of a shit about this women's. Ma- Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue all in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy eighty percent lean ground beef for three forty nine a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for seventy seven cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Match to be this upset about it because five, six years ago, we didn't even have that. Like when they were going through the pink tables or whatever it was, there just weren't that many people upset about it. Jeff, here's your one shot, your one opportunity. Do not miss your chance to blow. Yes, Alex, let the hate flow through your veins. <laughs> um, <laughs> I half expected something like this to happen, to be honest with you. I concur in spirit with Alex's opinion because Alex's opinion is basically my opinion on Bailey and even mm-hmm. Sasha and the way that they had pushed that division uh, from about this time last year on. And I've started to just come to the acceptance that the historicalness of the division does not matter to the main roster brass for the most part. My thinking is that they think it is star slash personality driven because they've seen the failures of things like 205 Live and they've seen how this women's revolution first failed. So Charlotte's really going to be the star of this division and they're trying to find a foil And who is a better foil than someone who hasn't earned the money in the bank spot but could become champion? And that's James Ellsworth. uh, James Ellsworth in this thing. I think, and I think partially with the match after this, with Lana losing as she did. In a in a way, I think they gave up on her right before this match, and I think Carmella's getting this honky tonk man push, so to speak. Um to become champion eventually and then probably to lose it to Charlotte. So I, I I concur. Look, if we had the six best women in the division from both rosters in this match, I would be mad as hell. I would. It would because we'd be looking at a, at a, hopefully a classic match. And if this were the six best women, if this were that fatal four way in NXT with a ladder, I would be mad as hell at the way they booked this match. But that's NXT. This is the main roster. This is how they do things. Stories and entertainment. And this is what the WWE... Look, the WWE main fan base is different than those of us who are hardcore wrestling fans in many ways. They will eat this up. I know you're saying troll culture, but that's troll culture to to us, the people who are hardcore completists who break this down, who hyper-criticize and everything to that effect. It's true. Your casual fan, this is entertaining. This is the kind of thing they want to see. Oh, man, do you remember that time that James Ellsworth climbed the ladder for Carmella? So um, I would I would say to Alex, I appreciate his spirit in this. I agree with him in spirit with this. But this, and I don't want to say, but this is what WWE does. 
but I think maybe his expectations were raised. And I, and I understand why they were raised because they raised them. They raised them for the historicalness of this money in the bank match. So it's partially their fault that people like Alex are so angry. And I get that. But much like my anger over the handling of Sasha and Bailey this past year, I just think the world is run by blondes in the WWE. Yeah, I mean, my prediction going into this match was that Charlotte and Becky were going to be up on the ladder fighting for the briefcase. Ellsworth was going to run in, push over the ladder, and then Carmella was going to climb up and get it. Like, that's what I expected from the match. Mm. But the visual of having the man take the briefcase down, you're never going to be able to show video of the first ever in 10 years. First ever women's money in the bank match. What's the, what's How would that end? You you show that, and it's a completely different thing than what – it's not really a – there's no – I don't know. That's I, no, 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 no. That's a great. That, no, that's a great point. But but you also <laughs> you also assume this division is alive in ten years. Sure. And I know. And I know we want it to be. Sure. But you never they, know. They didn't have a sixth girl to fit to fill this out. Yeah. yeah. They had Lana in the women's championship match. Yeah. Uh, Anna, what do you think of Jeff's statement? The that if maybe the six top talents were in this match, he would have been a little upset. Uh, how do you react to, to him saying something like that? No, I, I agree because then it takes it from, it takes it from a gimmick match to an actual match that means something a bit more. Um, it's, that's not taking away from anything that the other women are doing. Uh, I think what they're doing is fantastic. I absolutely love what Carmella is doing, but it's, it's different to what, people like Charlotte and, and Bailey and Sasha Banks are doing. Um, and it takes it into different territory. This was a gimmick match and this is WWE. And what they do is like, every single match tonight was something funky with the finish. They don't really care about the actual competition of pro wrestling. It's all, it's entertainment. The entertainment part of this has taken over. Um, so I agree. I agree completely with what Jeff said. Alex, anything to add? No, I just think it's kind of funny that you have, uh, the immediate setup, uh, like immediately after it happens, Daniel Bryan says, this is not how it should happen. And, and like, uh, Shane McMahon says, this is not what I had intended. Like, but you all knew that was happening ahead of time. So you <laughs> had these tweets like, like scheduled to come out. At the right emo- appropriate it's a fucking storyline, Alex. Of what course do you it is. The pe- no, people are still buying. Right. Oh, see, that's that's what pisses me off is using the pay per view to set up the free TV. But of right. course, this isn't really pay per view anymore. And yeah, of course, if these two are if these two are so pissed, why aren't they out there immediately going? Okay, let's settle this now. On this, Daniel's big, not back at work. That, that's been this, established. He returns on this, Tuesday on this big event we have. That's supposedly yeah. a special network presentation. No, they're right. driving it to the free stuff so that the the ratings go up. You know, turn the end of what is supposed to be your words a historic match into a stunt to drive ratings for your free show mm-hmm. it just that just doesn't make a lot of like how that's not historic at all anymore well we do live in a different world we're not selling 50 right. 60 dollar pay-per-views so i mean right record revenue last year y'all naomi defeated lana i gotta say naomi squeezed some blood from a stone in this match because <laughs> i was 
pretty impressed with how things went down. Uh, Lana's timing is off, but I don't think she's going to be half bad given some time. I think she's going to be pretty good. If if she's picked it up with being on the road this little and she's gotten this okay or this good, even if it was a rehearsed match, I think she'll be just fine. Lana hits a series of suplexes into the ropes that I initially thought were just botches, but no, they were a part of the match, and it ended up working out pretty well. Carmella comes out, teases a cash-in. <laughs> Alex, what was, what was your physical reaction when <laughs> James Ellsworth skipped down to the ring? I was like, well, this this could be the payoff. If she, if she <laughs> cashes in right now, if like before honestly, before Daniel can do anything, before they can do anything about it, if she catches yeah. in right now and becomes champ, then what do they do? Like that—that's at least intriguing, you know. But again, that could have happened if she had climbed the mat ladder herself. Like, but all the storyline possibilities with this thing are amazing, and I really, really love what Carmella was like. Mm, no, I don't. I don't think so. Like, she's turning down something at the store. Like, no, nah, I've decided not to get that. Like it's that was great. All of it was was excellent. Ellsworth is doing the Lord's work in that ridiculous <laughs> outfit, um, and this was all fantastic. Um, and yeah, uh, with the match itself, I was really impressed with Lana. Like I thought she was going to be terrible, and she was okay. Like she could she could she could improve, but um, I, it was fine, you know. Um, but I actually really liked her facial expression work. When she would, when Nemu kick out of pins, she was just really selling it hard, and I like, I appreciated it. Jeff, Lana's in ring work. What'd you think? Uh, well, it uh, and it wasn't, uh, it wasn't the most dreadful, but uh, oddly enough, that the, the corollary I, I drew was in in the pre match uh, gesticulations that Lana was doing. She basically took all of Eva Marie's stuff. Beforehand, where she, she the, the hand motions and then the kissing to the crowd. I mean, she's playing the same role pretty much, and I put her at about the same level as Eva Marie. Um, I think she's a better worker Marie. already. Uh yeah. okay. I, I'll I'll let you make that argument. That that's fine with me. Uh, I I enjoyed uh, Carmella pulling the Sammy Z- our Sammy Zayn fan fiction <clears throat> of having the Money in the Bank briefcase and then deciding now 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 is not the time. And uh, yeah, and and Ellsworth looking like kids from my neighborhood shopping at Chess King, circa 1990, always a hit. Uh, but overall, you know, it, it was what it was. It was part to continue the story from the uh, ladder match. And you know, I think Naomi, I think Naomi did a very good job being a ring general here in terms of not making her look bad. Uh, she looked fine in the match. Uh, it was passable. Anna, I had somebody say, do you think Lana should have lost her first match? I don't see why not. She's not billed as like some big top star coming in. She's yeah. literally billed as somebody who didn't deserve this spot and was gifted it. Uh, your opinions on the matter and the match. Yeah, I think what they did was was perfect. I, I made some comment about, of course, Lana wins from a distraction because she's new to this. She hasn't learned better yet. She hasn't seen the way of the nads yet. Um, no, it's against distraction for those of you who don't know. And it's less weird if I explain it. Um, I thought that they constructed this match really well. It started off with Lana dancing and then Naomi just kicked the shit out of her. I thought that was fantastic. Um, Lana was selling it 
really well as soon as Naomi started getting the attacks on her, her face was like this, no, no, I don't want this um, instant regret. And they, it was just really well done. There was one um, crossbody that Naomi tried to do from the top turnbuckle and nobody was home. And sometimes that is the best defense is just to roll out of the way. And they, they did it really well. And bringing Carmella down, that gave me a lot of hope for this storyline continuing forward. Is it, it wrong? Really is it wrong that I really like the, the, the status of Lana's makeup getting more and more disheveled as the match went on? <laughs> I, I think that, that, Makes that, sense. that needs to continue. Yeah. Okay, guys, I want a one word verbal reaction. As soon as I make this announcement to you all in unison, at WWE Battleground, Jinder Mahal will defend the WWE Championship against Randy Orton in the return of the Punjabi Prison Match. <laughs> no! It's a real thing. <laughs> it's happening. It's happening. And this match happened, and that was pretty good. It was okay. I wish the champions coming out first would be explained as the champion's choice. But it won't be. That being said, Jinder Mahal's thing goes real hard. A lot of people wondered why this match was here. Like there were people that were surprised this wasn't at the end. These guys ain't following a ladder match, especially one that has a possible cash in looming overhead. And you don't give it to them that might end up flat, even in Orton's hometown. Jinder Mahal has the look. Now he just needs the promo, the in ring. Body language, all that other shit. <laughs> he works over Orton's knee. I had one person say that Mahal, at least he's not Mason Ryan or Snitsky. That is a ringing endorsement, let me tell you. Jeff, here's one you're going to like. Jinder Mahal busted out a spinning toehold. Oh, yeah. No, he the, the spinning toehold and the figure four leg lock, pulling both a Terry Funk and a Ric Flair. Got to love that. I thought that, that was great. Yeah. That was great. Randy Orton sold his ass off. There was a great roar from the crowd over the sing injection, uh, sing ejections, not the sing injections. Whoa, <laughs> whoa, calm it down. Alleged. I don't want to get fightful in any legal trouble. This leads to what I think would be the best feud in the WWE. Just Randy Orton versus the sing brothers. Like, give me a segment each week where Randy Orton just beats the living shit out of the Singh brothers because he does it really, really well. Maybe better than he's done anything in his entire life. As soon as Randy Orton rolls back in, after RKOing one of the Singh brothers through a table, Mahal capitalizes and wins. This is very much in line, as I've said, virtually every time Mahal wins a battle, in line with his booking, but it's also in line with. Orton's booking is that quite frankly, when it comes to big matches like this, he loses focus. When it comes to a lot of moments, especially as it pertains to Jinder Mahal, he loses his focus, takes his eye off of things, and ends up getting his ass kicked. Jeff, your thoughts on the WWE championship match? Went down about as I expected because I expected a rematch with a uh, with a stipulation. Was not expecting that stipulation though. 
Uh, eh, um, yeah, no, I liked the, uh, Punjabi prison. Oh, oh, Jesus. Um, I, I, I liked the, uh, shout outs to the legends. The only thing that was missing was a claw spot, which would have been awesome. Uh, but I really liked that part of it. Um, I liked that eventually it became Wharton and his, uh, was it, uh, irritable explosive disorder c- getting the better of him and just going after intermittent the explosive disorder. Intermittent, thank you. Make him yeah. sound like he's shitting his pants. <laughs> well, that's what it, well, that's what it originally <laughs> sounded like when he, when he when he brought it out. It was one of those things where I'm like, is he really saying, okay, good. That's um, a real thing. No, no, I know that is a real thing, but that's what it sounded like the first time he well, brought so it out. So shitting your pants, too. It's a very real thing to some people, but... Uh, the yes, the destruction of the Singh brothers and God bless the Singh brothers for taking these beatings from this wild man because you can just see occasionally where Orton kind of makes a face after he does a move, um, where he's he he's really gotten into the job so to speak. And then yeah, I, I figured Mahal once the destruction was that utter and complete rolls in, Mahal hits the finisher one two three. So this this will continue. I, you know what if. We'll have to see what they do with Mahal after this because he can't keep cutting these promos. He has to do something different in it. Um, but it looks like he was kind of doing that idea we talked about where he was taking credit for the win as opposed to yeah. the Singh brothers helping. So maybe there'll Anna, be some evolution here. And I know that the promos have been like kind of something that have picked at you a little bit. Uh, what did you think of this match? Maybe the direction that it goes forward. Can't believe we're getting a third match of this, even though this match was just fine. I don't yeah. get why why would we do another one? Because it's WWE. This is what they do. And it's interesting that this is yet another insane gimmick match that Orton has gotten in a row. Um I thought the inclusion of the legends was excellent and it made the match for me. Um it was at that point where I really paid attention. Okay, this is this is cool. Um and I just love that the majority of their reaction to Randy getting beaten up in front of them and the Singh brothers like coming up to them threateningly. Um, that was just to give them the thumbs up. It was hilarious. Um, I felt angry when they started picking on Bob Orton. So that whole little segment where he killed the Singh brothers 2.0 was really kind of cathartic. And the win made sense. And now we're getting a Punjabi prison match. <laughs> I'm actually kind of looking forward to seeing this. No, you're but not. I no. am. I really am. Um, oh, no. But that is the question. In it's, terms it's... of Jinder's promos, how how are they going to proceed? He can't keep saying the same. And what's what are they going to do with Orton? Are they going to keep building on the whole? I mean, I guess they will build on the fact that they picked on his father, which gives more fuel. But <clears throat> I'm just curious to see where this goes now. Alex? Your thoughts? Okay, <clears throat> I'll save my thoughts about <laughs> uh, the Pujabi prison match until after I'm at the end of my my thoughts. Uh, match was fine. Jinder is improving as this type of guy. Um, old school match. Um, s- still need someone to explain to me the f- the physiology of how reversing the figure four transfers all pressure to the guy who was doing it except for it's upside down now whatever just go with it um 
the thing that I love is they eject the Singh brothers, and you just as they walk past the legends, you know they're going to, what, what's going to happen. Like you can plot out the rest of the match, and I guess it's kind of fun. But I wish WWE wasn't so predictable because, of course, they're going to go back and get in Bob Orton's face, and then Randy Orton has to avenge his old man, and he murders too much smaller men in dress shirts. Um, but I knew when he was going back in the ring, he was going to lose. They were really nice shirts. They were. Um, <laughs> I just I, I knew he was going to to lose after he got back in the ring. I just didn't think it was going to come via small kick to the knee and then his giant setup cobra cut slam or the halas or whatever it's called. Um it was just he you were just murdering people and he and he nudged your knee and then that's it. I'm I'm done now. Like if there was no he didn't fight back, there was not a big offensive maneuver into the finisher, it was just that thing. Um, the Punjabi prison match, um, of course you're going to watch. And of course you want to watch because if they told you, okay, uh, on this date at this time, if you are here in this particular intersection and look over there, you're going to see a, 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 a semi-truck full of chickens being hit by a circus train. You'd be there to watch it if you knew that was going to happen. Like, this is, this is nuts. It's the it's like what the hell is going to happen? Like I have to watch it. It's ridiculous. Okay, but- well, full, full disclosure, I was fucking with y'all. That hasn't been announced. Anyway, it's time for the main event. <laughs> well, then I completely changed my review. <laughs> that was the only saving grace. Shit. <laughs> time for the main event. Money in the bank ladder match. Ass. What? <laughs> What a terrible person you are. <laughs> Baron Corbin defeated AJ Styles, Dolph Ziggler, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and Nakamura. Corbin attacks Nakamura with a camera during this entrance. Anna, do you think this is WWE's troll culture going after people who were complaining about Nakamura's entrance being cut on Tuesday and being like, oh, yeah? Oh, yeah? Here 100%. 100%. And the fact that he not only attacks Nakamura, Nakamura had to be helped out to the back, but Corbin was still allowed to compete in the ladder match. That's WWE. Zane seems like he's out of the habits of making his dive sensible. He's back to doing it to one person. Baron Corbin keeps finding cool ways to do the deep six. That's cool. Kevin Owens gets flare slammed through ladder. Then it gets crazy. Zigzag from a couple rings up. Sami Zayn hits the goddamnedest powerbomb I have ever seen in my life. Jeff, what's he talking about? <laughs> hey, and, and not only that, but Dolph Ziggler took it after taking oh that deep God. six slam. I mean, Dolph's back and Kevin Owens is back tonight. Uh, I have some ice packs on him. I'm fairly certain of this. <laughs> That was incredible. Then right after that, Zane hits a half Nelson suplex on the apron on Owens. He climbs up the ladder. AJ clips him with a the forearm. Then Corbin chokeslams Styles on the ladder. Styles ends up basically hitting an attitude adjustment. I know it's supposed to be like the Ushi Garoshi, but attitude adjustment off the apron through the ladder on KO. Just incredible. Like AJ Styles and I, a perfect wrestler, like, Man, the dude can do a little bit of everything. Then there's this spot where Styles goes up and he grabs the thing that the whole is holding the briefcase, the hook. 
And Ziggler pulls the ladder out. And this was one of the most perfect spots I have seen for many reasons. AJ is up there so long and adjusts himself so many times that you don't know if he's going to be able to, like, unhook this. In my mind, I'm getting thoughts of, like, homicide trying to climb that shitty cage that TNA made years ago. And I'm like, is this going on right now where he failed? But then he falls, and he does it so well, and Dolph Ziggler's facial expression after that was just like, like he took a painting home in the third grade to his parents, and his parents were like, that fucking rules, man. That was the reaction that Dolph Ziggler gave to to AJ Styles falling flat on his face. Alex, what did you think of that spot? Oh, my God. I mean, AJ, like you have a family. Like, what the hell are you doing, man? That was nuts. I, 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 he yeah. has a Madden rematch to be thinking about. Yeah, there, there's, there's, yes, that's true. He does. He has that in his future as well. Um, there were so many crazy spots in this thing. These guys all deserve every cent of their hazard pay for this thing. Because, like, that, that flare slam to the ladder was just sickening. The, the DVD uh, to, to the ladder from Styles to, uh, so Owens, that was, I mean, Owens got the worst of a lot of this stuff, but um, I, I did love the idea of, of Corbin attacking Nakamura to get him out of the match for a while so we can have this heroic run-in. Um, and it's weird because they've done their damnedest to make sure this guy is kind of like lukewarm on the main roster, but the people still love him. I mean, the booking of him and, you know, like, uh, let's give him kind of a jobber entrance. We're not going to really do the entrance of, of him. Like, no, like, this, everyone loves him. Like, you could try as hard as you want, but he, 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 he loves, people love I, him. I do agree with the criticism that since becoming to the main roster, really, I, I wasn't a big fan of his Bobby Roode matches. They, they just no. weren't my cup of tea. Right. Is this not the Nakamura that I saw in New Japan? Now, granted, the Nakamura in New Japan wasn't wrestling in ladder matches and stuff like that either, because that's not the type of thing they do. Later on, we see he and AJ go face-to-face, and this looks like something, God, I would keep these guys apart until WrestleMania, and then I would pull that trigger. Doubt they will. Probably going to get this on, like, what's in October? Probably there. Whatever's there. But they move the ladder, and then they go at it. That was such a cool little thing uh, that they did. And uh, do you think they wait and pay this off at WrestleMania? Do you think they, they no. just... We're, we're getting Brock Lesnar versus Samoa Joe at Great Balls of Fire. I don't think Where they is... expected that to be taken as well as it has, though. How could it not have been? But, well, they don't, they look don't at some of the other questions that we ask. Uh, to, to use one of your answers, it's the WWE, Anna. Yeah. Yeah, well, exactly that. So, no, we're, we're getting it pretty soon, I think. But that was a cool moment. That was, a very, was, a, that was one of the coolest moments I can remember. And, and I'd be surprised if we don't get it at SummerSlam. Because they yeah. like for, for all the quick. trashing I do to some of the production of WWE, they had this camera angle, this floating camera angle, where, they, where Styles and Nakamura were on top of the ladder marvelous corbin knocks him down grabs the briefcase and to me this looks like another guy who can't cut a promo and is yet to have a great match being pushed into this 
one of these top spots, especially a top heel spot, when you have plenty of options, or specifically you have one option in Kevin Owens that's just glaring. You got a Rusev who's sitting at home and entertaining me more from his couch than Baron Corbin often does. Anna, we'll start with you. The match, the win, the booking. Give me what you got. Um, I, I expected Corbin to win this because they have, like, since he got to the main roster, they've been pushing him relentlessly. I think he he has the potential to do something with this. He has the potential to be a fantastic heel if, like I say, every single week they stop scripting him. He knows what he's doing, but then they make him spurt out this shit and it, it ruins it. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of ladder matches and I don't know if it's just because the reality of them have hit me recently. There were some spots in this where I kind of wanted to throw up. Um, I mean, it was super cool to see the Dolph Ziggler lived, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, and that's that's kind of like the cherry on top at this point is, oh, my God, they're actually standing after that. When AJ crawled back into the ring after after dropping from that briefcase, I was just amazed that man was able to, like, he was conscious and he was able, still able to fight. That's, they they are not, they are not human. Um, but it's really interesting to see the reactions on Twitter to all this with people like, oh my God, I love that he got Sunset Flip powerbombed off the top of the, like, yeah, it was visually stunning to watch. But these are two men without safety ropes doing it. It's just fascinating to see there's such a disconnect from a lot of people watching of like, it's like stunt guys, but then they're not, they're doing it for real. Um, that aside, I have the utmost respect for every single person who competed in a ladder match today. I really hope that their bonuses were through the roof. And AJ Styles is my favorite wrestler, and I will have undying respect for that man because it's it just occurred to me that every single match, whether it's pay-per-view or SmackDown, he delivers 10,000%. And I just hope, I hope he has the longest career given how much he puts into every single match. And that's why watching him and stuff like this, I'm just like, oh, God, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to throw up because I know that he's not going to back away from it at all. But that's why he's the best. That's why he's phenomenal. Um, and rest in peace to Sami Zayn's balls. I just want to oh, say it, it's funny that. that the first non-weekly TNA pay-per-view I ever ordered was TNA Unbreakable. And it was a show where they – kind of did something different, and they left the X Division match main event. And those three guys were Christopher Daniels, Samoa Joe, AJ Styles. And to that point, I think that was maybe the best match. It was probably my favorite match I'd ever seen. Samoa Joe at the top of Monday Night Raw right now. AJ Styles at the top of SmackDown on this show. Christopher Daniels on the top of ROH. None of them to be seen in Impact Wrestling. Not a surprise. Alex, I want your thoughts on this. All of it. Um, I thought the match was was really, really great. Big spots. Uh, uh, again, RIP Sami Zayn's balls. Um, that was one of the most sick dick kicks I've ever hey, seen. WWE does the main event dick kick pretty well. Yeah, yeah. That was that was really great. All these guys. Um, the, the ending uh, – I I was guilty of this. I lost track of the fact that it wasn't 
just Nakamura and AJ Styles in this thing for a bit. And then I was like, hey, wait, it's been like four or five minutes. Shouldn't all of these other guys be getting up and getting involved in this thing? Like all of them just took a, you know, a Kinsasha. That was it. It wasn't like they had all, like that was the last thing that put them out forever. And only one of them eventually got up and that was Baron Corbin and he won. If the other ones had gotten up, then they would have also had a chance. It was just a really weird thing that these huge, crazy moves put guys out for less time than a single Kinshasa from uh, Nakamura did, which I guess puts over Nakamura, which is great. Um, I have a lot more faith in the in Baron Corbin than I think a lot of people other people do, because because I'll, I know all they have to do is just let him be himself. And this guy will go f- f- very, very far because the way that they're t- telling him to cut every promo like this is not working for Baron Corbin. And I, I'm, 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 I don't understand why they can't see it. Not, not working for Nia Jax either because they write her the exact it's, same way. It's so bad. They, they do the thing that we've pointed out on shows before where like Renee Young will be like, are you nervous for tonight's match? And either one of them go nervous. Then they go off on some <laughs> shitty tangent. Yeah. Uh, Jeff. Yeah. Jeff, well, hold on. Let me move on to Jeff. Let me move on to Jeff. Jeffrey. Uh, yes. Uh, that that uh, AJ spot was straight out of a uh, ultimate X match in TNA. I, I thought, I mean, that it was so, <laughs> I mean, that's AJ styles from 10 years ago. Uh, I, I tend to think uh, Shinsuke not being in the majority of this match was one because of age, two because they do want to save him, and three because he just hasn't done those styles of matches uh, on a regular basis, and the language barrier would probably be a bit much. So I thought this was smart to kind of keep him out and then bring him back for the dramatic thing. I do agree with Alex that this is probably going to be on SummerSlam more than likely. Uh and on that Dolph Ziggler power bomb spot, by the way, the the Sammy spot, uh, you'll note that it wasn't even he wasn't landing in the middle of the ring. He was landing towards the edge, which probably hit even worse on his back. So let's, uh, yeah, let, let's let's give a moment of silence for Dolph Ziggler's back tonight. Um, in terms of the match, the match was great. I think the match might have been the smoothest Money in the Bank um, versus what I like to say is contrived spots. Um, that we've had in a quite a long time. I mean, you didn't have the setting up bridges for a long, long time that just sat there until eventually they were used. You only had like really one of those types of spots when uh, AJ did the uh, um, slam to Kevin Owens off the ladder right there. But uh, overall, I mean, yeah. And <laughs> man, could you imagine Jinder Mahal versus Baron Corbin? Cock. For the, um, <laughs> but the problem is that, that you know that's never going to happen, so you have to well, wait to somebody take the title off of gender before you get Baron anywhere near it. It's just, yeah. Okay, guys, we're going to wrap up. We've been way over, but that's because I let Jeff do the show because I'm so nice. I'm sorry. Now, Jeff, <laughs> I'll get your final thoughts on the show, but first I got to ask you, did you happen to see Jim Cornette's response to Jimmy Van's email on the list in your boy this week? I believe I had that. Uh, numerous F, numerous F bombs. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, go back and watch the list in your boy from last week, you guys. It's our most watched one yet. That's gaining a lot of momentum. Jimmy Van offered a very large sum of money to Jim Cornette and Vince Russo to do a debate. 
He was going to send me to a neutral location, which was a very likely thing because Vince lives in Indiana. Jim lives in Louisville. That's like a Monday afternoon trip. I could be back in time for Raw for one of those. Uh, Jim didn't agree. And he very vocally didn't agree via email. And Jimmy reads it on the air. So go check that out, guys. Of course, like us, thumbs up, subscribe, all that good stuff. Anna, tell the people about Most Ridiculous and any final thoughts you have on the show. Um, overall, the show was, it, it gave us something different. That's for sure. Whether you liked it or hated it, it was different. And I can appreciate it for that. Um, but at the end of the day, people are going to complain no matter what, if it's what they wanted or if there isn't, they're still going to complain. So I think WWE now are just at the point where they're, well, I think they've always just said, screw you, I'm going to do what I want, but it's even worse. Um, but I liked the show overall. And most ridiculous this week, we take a look at tag, tag, I can't even say the word, tagationships, relationships of a tag team, um, how it comes to tricky territory when a duo becomes a trio. And we also, I, I put that in the least sexual way possible to advertise this. Um, we also take a look at what's next for the returning superstars and Brock Lesnar versus Samoa Joe and how Vince is incredibly happy with the money that will be coming in from this. Alex, I just got a tweet from somebody. It says, so your boy Alex is caping for women in a scripted show where he'll mail caped for his crush to win. Hashtag worked. Well, what I have to say to that guy is, how do you know that Alex isn't working you? It's it's possible. <laughs> it's possible. Alex, tell them where they can follow you on Twitter. And you can follow me at Pulowski the fourth, and uh, yeah, send me yeah at me all you want. I don't care. <laughs> Alex joins me on uh, the post Monday Night Raw shows. Jeff and Anna join me after SmackDown. Jeff, tell them where they can follow you and a little bit about Shake Them Ropes. You can find me at Crap Game Thirteen. I've spent enough time dragging out this show long enough. You can follow the other show at Shake Them Ropes. Uh, we'll be talking about this probably Tuesday or Wednesday. Well, all kidding aside, I wanted you on the show, obviously, Jeff. I sent you the damn link, didn't I? Yes. I feel wanted. And thank you for joining me, Jeff, as well as Anna and Alex. Thank you guys for tuning in, sticking with us a little bit longer than usual. Monday night, post-Raw show. Tuesday night, post-Smackdown show. Tuesday afternoon, the Holy Smokes MMA podcast. It's going to be a big one with uh, Mike Chandler on the show. Joe also has some good guests lined up. We're going to preview UFC Oklahoma City with the Yo Mama Battle of the Century, Mike Chiesa and Kevin Lee. They're literally fighting over a mother insult. Also, Bellator NYC. Wednesday, no show. Thursday, it's the list in your boy. Jimmy Van's got some stuffs to do. I don't know. Maybe he's finally getting his kid circumcised. You can check out... That weird story on the list in your boy. He had to cancel a circumcision because the doctor that he had scheduled allegedly caused a kid to bleed to death. I don't know. Same. 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 So uh, for all your penis chopping talk, head over to Fightful.com. That's what we're good for. Till next time, guys, we're out. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. 
So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.